Thank you for joining us for the Grace Abounds podcast. Today we will be joining John Lanier as we survey the scriptures, pulling out themes as the Lord leads. We pray that you are blessed and encouraged as you grow in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus. So this is our Blue Chair Talks, and we're going to be talking about the subject of worship. Uh, based on uh, verse 8 of chapter 3 in the book of Acts, and this man, they called him the lame man, don't know his name, but uh, Peter reached out to him with the gospel, and shared Jesus with him, and he um, says he was healed. But I like that his response or his reaction to the healing was, um, in verse 8, he says, so he stood, or he... He, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them. He says he was walking, leaping, and praising God. And, and I love um, that scene of uh, just adoration for God and thankfulness yeah. for what God had done. You know, he was just, he was excited. I mean, he couldn't help himself. He had been crippled from birth, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I think that that's what God desires is a, is a heart that's, thankful for what he's done yeah i think that's the essence of worship and giving him praise yeah um, giving him praise in every season especially yeah absolutely so um talk thinking about worship i kind of wanted to go back to what um in the book of genesis what it was because if you think about from the beginning um you had adam and eve it says in the, in the cool of the day they were walking with god and I think about how beautiful that must have been to not have the sin to wrestle with, to in in purity mm-hmm. say, God, I love you. Yeah. I want you and to be with you. And I think that's what God intended when he created man. He said, let us make man in our image and our likeness yeah. and let's enjoy fellowship together. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, sin has kind of messed that up. But Jesus even said we can come into a relationship and the Father is looking for people to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to look at that um, and talk about, because I think what happens in the church is we get hung up on the forms of worship. Yeah. We say, well, it has to be hymns or it has to be uh, you know, modern worship or contemporary worship or it has to have man if it doesn't have a piano it's definitely not godly or if it doesn't have guitars (laughs) it's not godly and you know we get into these worship wars and things like that but let's talk about uh, from your perspective what the essence of worship is you know what at the heart and core of what it is based on the scripture and then uh, talk about what you've seen from uh, the church and going forward what you'd like to see yeah i think it's the desire um, to worship a good God. And for me personally, like I wake up every day and I just think, man, it's so good to be alive right now. Like we take that for granted so easily, but that is the best form of praise is just giving it to God as soon as you wake up and say, man, thank you for the opportunity for another day and taking that noise away. Like you said, in the church, we get distracted by the different forms of worship. And I think taking that noise away and really just coming to God and saying, thank you. Thank you for what you've done and what you're going to do and believe for good things for that day. And some days it's harder than others, but we know every day that we wake up to a good God and that never changes. 
And so having that form of praise and just giving that to him because he deserves praise from um, dusk to dawn. <laughs> and he just can change your whole mood if you just come to him in the morning, you know, with that that expectancy and that um, praise. Yeah, and letting it, uh, you know, continue throughout the day. Yeah, I think sure. sometimes we get hung up on the... You know, and I think it's great. You know, I, I, my way to work, I like listening to Hillsong. Yeah. I like hearing different types of worship, Bethel mm-hmm. worship, and different different expressions of uh, musical instruments in worship. But I think it goes beyond that to um, enjoying God in the everyday things and worshiping mm-hmm. Him with our work. Yeah. And sure. worshiping Him with our um, our actions. Actions, yeah. yeah just. Uh, the, uh, let, Lord, let my feet move in your direction. Let my hands, whatever I do, let it be worship to you. Mm-hmm. My mind, let my mind go towards you. Yeah. And and taking our whole body, uh, soul, spirit, everything that we are, and focusing uh, that on the Lord and, yeah. and giving Him that praise. But, you know, I, I'm nothing wrong with singing, right? No, Nothing not wrong with all. playing an no. instrument. I think those are all yeah. good. And King David, uh, the, he was the, the sweet psalmist in the yeah. Old Testament, and he wrote songs to the Lord, and that's okay. But um, let it not stop with the worship service. Yeah. Let it carry on into our mm-hmm. whole life. Exactly, especially when you're coming out of church and you you just had a great worship service, especially on a Wednesday night, and you're going out to your car and you stumble across someone that you're you know not so happy with or a situation, and then uh, you got to put that praise into practice and just say, you know, Lord, you're still good. Lord, you still love me. Lord, your grace is sufficient. You know, and like that continuous, and just watch your life change when you uh, praise Him twenty four seven. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I uh, kind of lost my train of thought there for a moment. Just kind of heard something in the background. <laughs> but, um, no, I yeah, I, uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Praise Him always. <laughs> uh, just giving God glory in, yeah. in everything that we say and do and, and so worshiping good. Him with... Uh, it really saddens me sometimes when I'll, I'll hear... Um, the older generation fighting with the younger generation over what's true worship. Because at, at a time uh, back in the 40s, maybe 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, um, you, you know, as you go throughout the decades, the music was so different. Yeah. So I, I, I think that we need to be careful not to get hung up on styles of worship. Yeah. And, and really, in my opinion, this is the way I feel about it, we honor what the past has brought yeah. In the gospel, uh, yeah. through the music. And we've got to remember who we're praising, too. Yeah. That's the thing. People take, you can think about all the music, and that's why you got to take away the noises sometimes and remember that it's about God, and you're there to praise God and for what He's done and what He's going to do. And it doesn't matter, like you said, about what generation you're in or what generation you were a part of. Praise is praise to the same mm. God that is the same Today and tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I love that. Yeah, because yeah, God is ageless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and uh, but I, and I understand where people are coming from in the sense of, you know, uh, for older people, uh, the worship now might be a little loud or it yeah. might be like, oh, my gosh, you know. 
but um, I think we honor the past and we are thankful for what God's doing now. Yeah, for sure. And and then you know just uh, keep moving forward and ultimately God gets the praise in all of it and yeah. all the worship and all the praise belongs to Him. Yeah. So, um, you have anything else to add? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, we're thankful that you joined us for this. Yeah. Um, and take care. God bless. All right, here we are again, episode six of the Grace Abounds podcast. We are still going through the book of Acts. We're in chapter three, and we left off right there at uh, right towards the middle of the chapter. Uh, this week's episode, uh, we are looking at a couple of different themes, uh, and I think that. Uh, the first one is going to be, I'll title it, Rerouting Praise. And then the other thing that we're going to look at is right there in verse 19, what I'll call repentance, remission, and refreshment. And so we'll get into those, but there's quite a bit of reading because we're going to go through the, to get the context, you almost have to read all the way through chapter three. So I'll start by looking right there in, uh, let's look at verse 11. Now, as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's and it was they were greatly amazed. They were looking at Peter. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? So before we get into Peter's teaching, uh, I wanted to look at... Um, if you were with us for the last episode, we looked at this lame man who was sitting at the gate of the temple and Peter and John were going to the prayer meeting. Peter spoke to him, told him that he didn't have silver and gold, but what he had, he would give in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And this man was healed miraculously by the Lord. And it says that he was walking and leaping and praising God and giving all the glory to God. But here we see that Peter had to tell the people, why are you looking at us as though, as though we did something, as though we performed this miracle? This is not by our own power or godliness that we made him walk. And so I, the first subject is I, I want to talk about is rerouting praise, because I think it's important when you talk about praise and worship and giving God glory, um, it's important that we not worship man. And uh, so, but at the same time, I was thinking about how important it is to have a culture of, of honor, to have a culture in the church that would respect the people in leadership and uphold them and pray for them and, you know, speak life to, to leadership um, but not get to a place where we're glorifying men and, uh, you know, and giving them worship. And, and so I think there's, there's this balance in all of that of honoring those who are in authority, 
and thanking God for them. But like Peter said, don't look at us. Re- look, Keep your eyes on God. Look to Jesus. He's the one that performed the miracle. And uh, really, that's the way the work of God happens. It's God who does the work. He works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It's God's power working through us. We are the instrument or we're the tool that God uses to accomplish his work on the earth. But ultimately, the power uh, comes from God. And even the authority um, of, of leadership comes from God. And we're to honor God before we honor people. And uh, uh, I would say as a warning to leaders, if you're listening, um, please, anytime there's anything good said to you or or any type of... Uh, affirmation or anything make sure that you're grateful but at the same time rerouting that praise to the lord and and people that are under authority or under leadership we need to be careful not to um, elevate people to a place of godship you know that 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 praise always needs to be rerouted back to god and given to him because he's the one worthy he's the one doing everything and so that's what Peter was doing here. He's like, don't look at us. We didn't make this. This was the Lord that did this. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So he points them to the God of our fathers. Glorified his servant Jesus, giving glory to Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murder to be granted to you and killed the prince of life, whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses, and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. It's to Jesus, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him his perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, as did also your rulers, But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all of his prophets, that the Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. So it's the Lord that God God sent the Lord Jesus to earth to accomplish the work of salvation. And through his cross and resurrection, mankind is saved. But there's something required of us. And that's going to bring us to this key verse here in verse 19. Because Peter is he, he, he's culminating to this point of, okay, guys, you got to look at Jesus. He did this miracle. And, and, and here's what we need to do. Here's our response, our responsibility to God. It says, repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, and so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus Christ who has preached to you before. I absolutely love the verse that we just read in verse 19. One of my absolute favorites in the Bible. It's one that I've come back to continuously because I believe that all of life is a life of repentance. Uh, the, The word repentance just means a change of mind, a change of heart, a turning away from the things of the world and the things that crowd around us and crowd out the mind of God and the things of God and turning towards the Lord 
and turning towards his ways, the way he wants us to be, the way that he requires us to be. Peter is giving them that number one thing, repentance, which then he says leads to conversion and a forgiveness of sin. He actually says that your sins will be blotted out. Those uh, wrong ways of thinking, the, the ways of thinking that have led us down paths of sin and unrighteousness and the way our heart has guided us to uh, ways of going against God. Um, Peter says there's a way out of this and it's through repentance and faith in Jesus so that that forgiveness leads us to refreshment. Refreshment in Jesus. So that's kind of, uh, we're going to read the, the rest of this, but I want to gather our thoughts around the repentance, remission, and refreshment. Because I think that's a rhythm um, that not just happens one time judicially saving us and giving us um, what we need in order to be right with God um, forever and eternity. But I think it's a way we can live now um, before the Lord. Because if you think about this, how many times in a day do we have wrong thinking? How many times in a day does our heart go astray? How many times in a day does uh, our, our actions cause people to stumble? I just think about how the Lord would ask of me constantly to just come before him and, um, and, and ask for that forgiveness. One of the things that I was uh, thinking about just about a month ago when I heard a, I was listening to a podcast and I heard a pastor say, when was the last time you repented? That just when was the last time you've changed your mind about something and said, you know, I was wrong about that and go the, the right direction. And uh, I, I had to honestly say, man, I could not remember the last time I actually thought and said to God, man, I was really wrong there. And, and I think that it's important as um, thinking as a parent to practice a life of repentance before my kids, before my wife, before my coworkers, to to admit that man I don't know everything I could be wrong about things and and to um, really just have a, a humble heart and say God I just man I'm I need to repent before you I messed up and man I had a wrong attitude here I was hypocritical there or I I uh, I really blew it here and God would you please forgive me and God does that's what's so cool is Peter saying here that God will forgive. God will give you a, a blotting out of your sin. It's been nailed to the cross for us. It's been put on Jesus and his blood covers it. That's what Peter is saying. And, and, here, and here's the, the, the awesome thing about as we kind of come to the end of this verse. Peter says that there will be times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. So God floods in to my life the freshness of his presence have you ever had that hot summer day like it is today here in uh, Republic Missouri it's it's very hot today and humid and uh, I'm getting ready to go inside and I'm gonna take a nice cla glass of cold water and I'm gonna drink it 
and I know it's just going to be that refreshing, that ah, as it goes down into my my body, and just that refreshment that comes from that cold glass of water. And uh, I just think of how amazing it is to get in God's presence and to be able to say, God, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Today I've messed up and I thank you that I can come and that you forgive, that you cleanse, that you blot out my sin and that you give me times of refreshing. And that's what was being offered to these people that day that Peter was preaching to. And that's what's offered to us every day. We can live a life of refreshment in God's presence. And we can come before God's presence and say, thank you, God, for, for uh, just giving, giving me you because you're the gift. And you deserve all the praise for everything. Thank you that you're taking care of me and washing my soul daily. I was just talking about with my son, Jacob, about uh, a book that Judah Smith wrote called How's Your Soul? And asking that question a little bit more to people that I love and asking it to myself, how's my soul? And I think that's important that we take time to check our soul before God and say, God, how is my soul? And we ask each other, how's your soul? Because it's our soul. That's the inner being. That's who we are. And, and we need to be checking ourselves to make sure am i am i where the lord wants me to be in, in life am i doing the things that god wants me to do and am i am i checking in with him am i spending time in his presence refreshing myself in his presence and checking our soul to make sure that we're we're right before him that's so important well i think we should read the rest here from verse 21 whom g Christ who preached to you before whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all of his prophets since the world began for Moses truly said to the fathers the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren him you shall hear in all things whatever he says to you and it shall be that every soul who will not hear the prophet that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people Yes, and all the prophets from Samuel and to those who follow, as many have spoken, have also foretold these days. You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, And in all your seed, in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. To you first, God, having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you and turning away every one of you from your iniquities or, or sins. So what Peter does to finish this sermon is, is as he's, you know, talking to the people, he says, this is what the Old Testament spoke of. All of these prophets pointed to Jesus, forward to Jesus, and now here's Peter pointing back at Jesus, and everything points to Jesus, and it goes back to that rerouting of the praise, rerouting of all the glory goes to God. Everything about God's plan is so perfect. And we are the ones that need to repent so that we can receive remission of sin and refreshment from God. But we have to start with giving our lives to Jesus. And so if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if he's not the king of your life, I would ask you just to pray this simple prayer. Just say, Lord Jesus, 
I hear all of the things that are being said. I confess my sin to you. I ask that you would forgive me because I believe that you're the son of God, that you died, you lived, you died, and you rose again, and you're seated at the right hand of God, and you're making intercession for me. And I receive you as my Lord, my master, my savior. And I ask that you would please forgive me and wash me and refresh me in Jesus' name. If you'd like, please drop a line to me on Twitter. It's jwalt, at jwaltlanier. And we will also be taking questions for our blue chair talks. So please, um, if you have a topic you want covered or if you have questions that you want answered about the Bible, we would love to hear from you. Just put at jwaltlanier and put that, put that question or that topic on there and we will cover it in our blue chair talks. Thanks for joining us. We are so glad that you joined us today. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can join us for further studying of the word. Have a blessed day.